Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pod's Sleep Stories. I'm David, and tonight I'm going to tell a really fun story before you fall asleep. But before we begin, let's make sure we are still and relaxed so we can understand the story. Lie down in whatever way you are most comfortable. Make sure your favorite plush toy is lying down and listening to the story too. Take a big, deep breath in to relax. And then let all that air out and feel your body relaxing even more. Are you ready now? Let's begin. Once upon a time, there lived an emperor. Do you know what an emperor is? An emperor is a ruler or big boss over a great empire. He could rule just one land, or he could rule a few lands. Sometimes an emperor rules over so many lands and people that he is almost greater than a king. Now, it just so happened that this emperor was not a ruler over so many lands, but he still imagined that he was very, very important. So important, in fact, that he needed a different piece of clothing every few hours. He needed a special outfit for breakfast, another handsome suit for morning meetings, then yet another outfit to go to walk his dogs in the garden, and another outfit for morning tea. After taking his morning tea, the emperor might want to go for a swim in his great big lake. So, of course, he would have to put on swimming trunks. But not just any swimming trunks, of course. These trunks had to be stitched from fine silk, and they always had handsome patterns. And then the emperor would dry off with his fancy woolen towels, a different towel for each seven days of the week. Of course, and then he would want to walk his dogs again before lunch. And you guessed it, of course, he could not walk his dogs in the same outfit that he had just worn before swimming. He needed to put on an even more handsome walking suit before lunch. This walking suit would be laden with diamonds on the hem and buttons of gold or silver. Then there was his fine plume feather hat that he loved to wear as he went for a stroll. What a fine sight he was, with his fine, fine hat, wonderful diamond-studded suit, perfect tweed trousers, and elegant shoes. Oh yes, the emperor was very, very elegant. In fact, he was so elegant that all the men in the kingdom wanted to be as elegant as he did and all the women in the kingdom were in awe every time they saw his fine clothes. Well, at least that's what the emperor thought. 
He imagined every single day how much his people loved his clothes. That's right, you heard it correctly. This emperor was not so concerned about building better schools or hospitals or parks and playgrounds for the children in the kingdom. He was not so worried about any natural disasters such as storms and floods or bad weather. For that matter, he had never even visited just one hospital in his kingdom, or even cared if people were strong and healthy. He never cared to check up on his soldiers, or plan strategies for ruling his kingdom better. He never attended the meetings held by people who were concerned for the state of the kingdom. For all the responsibilities you would think an emperor had, well, this one seemed to be only concerned with one thing, having, owning, wearing, and showing off his fine, fine clothes. I know what you're thinking. What a silly emperor. And you may be quite right. But listen up, for you haven't heard even half the story yet. I don't think I have to tell you in detail about all the other outfits the emperor liked to wear during the rest of his day and night. But the important thing to know is that his appearance, that means the way he looked, was very, very important to him. Of course, to ensure that he always had the best clothes, he only hired the best tailors to make his clothes. Oh no, the emperor didn't buy his clothes from stores or catalogues like other people did. He did not even accept clothes as gifts. Not if they were bought from somewhere else, no matter how expensive or good they looked. He always had to have each suit personally stitched for him. So when people came to speak with the emperor, the answer they would hear from his messenger was not something like, the emperor is in a meeting, or the emperor is busy visiting with another emperor, but the emperor is busy in his dressing room. Now, one day, two sneaky men appeared in the city. They had heard about the emperor's great love of clothes and decided to pay him a visit. They walked up to the palace and asked to see the emperor. Oh, we're very sorry, but you will have to wait. The emperor is busy in his dressing room, came the messenger's reply. The two men smiled and rubbed their hands with glee, for this was exactly the answer they had expected, and they could not hope for anything else. This was perfect. We know he is in his dressing room. In fact, that is why we have come to see him, said the taller of the two fellows. Yes, we are weavers, said the shorter of the two fellows, his grin growing even wider now. And we have come from a faraway land where they produce the finest silks and garments. Quite right, quite right, chimed in the taller fellow. In the land of rare fabrics, we have made our fortune. And now we come to share our skills with the emperor. The two men produced a box, lifted the lid, and then held up their hands, 
four hands altogether, as if they were holding up a very large piece of fabric. See how this fabric flows in the slightest breeze. It is like a soft song, and like a kiss on the skin. You can feel its warmth. The messenger, who was now joined by others in the Empress' court, looked intensely at their hands, for he could see nothing. Their hands were empty. But, he began, what fabric? The two men gasped aloud and clasped one hand each to their chests, as if easing their pained hearts. You do not see it, said the shorter fellow. But, of course, this special fabric is only visible to very intelligent people. Perhaps you are not fit for such an important office as this, chimed in the taller fellow, this time with the longest frown you ever saw. The messenger grew worried. Was what they were saying true? The murmur from the crowd behind them arose. Finally, one man in the crowd spoke. We shall take you to see the emperor, for, as you know, our emperor is very intelligent. Perhaps he will have something to say about your foreign fabrics. And so, the two men were brought up to the emperor's dressing room. Upon hearing that there were two tailors waiting for him, ready to sew the finest fabrics he had ever seen, the emperor ordered them to come to him immediately. Dear emperor, said the first fellow when they arrived, we thank you for granting us an audience with you. We present our fabric with its exotic fine colors and patterns. Do you like it? The emperor leaned forward and strained his eyes a little, for he could not see what they were pointing at. Dear Emperor, said the second fellow, it goes without saying that we use a very unique cloth from the land of rare fabrics and a very unique thread. They are both made from the finest sources. They are so rare and hard to come by these days, but for you, we have managed to bring it. Now, here's the thing. The cloth is beautiful to behold, wouldn't you agree? But it has a wonderful element. If anyone, man or woman, old or young, is stupid, that is to say, unintelligent, the cloth suddenly becomes invisible. Ah, why, that is perfect for me, exclaimed the emperor. By wearing this magical cloth, I could both look beautiful and be able to tell which people in my empire are unintelligent. Therefore, which ones are unfit for their posts? He slapped his thighs with glee. What a wonderful idea! Yet, though the emperor said these words aloud, inside his head he was feeling a bit worried. Why? For he himself could not see anything. Not a thread, not a stitch, not an inch of fabric. Could it be that the magical cloth was implying he was less than intelligent and not fit for his job as emperor? Oh, the shame! He decided to hide his fears and keep on smiling with his cheeks. You are to go to work on my new clothes at once, he ordered the two tailors. 
Of course, dear Emperor, they both replied, bowing. But our work is very tedious and a bit time-consuming. We require a special room in the castle, fine food every day to keep us fit for this job, and a down payment, of course. That will be five bags of silver. Anything you wish, cried the Emperor. He thought to himself that perhaps his eyes were only playing tricks on him. Maybe he had just had a long day. It was tiring, after all, to change into so many outfits every hour. And it is also possible that he had gotten a bit of dirty water in his eyes as he swam in the lake. Turning to the two tailors, he shook their hands. Your down payment will be made immediately, and you begin work on the new clothes right this minute. The emperor ordered his guards to escort the two tailors into a room in the castle, where they would begin their work. He also ordered a fat roasted goose, two pots of spaghetti, and a plum cake to be brought to their chambers. Then he went to change his clothes, into the outfit fit for daydreaming about his next new suit. Meanwhile, the two tailors set up two looms inside their chambers. When the cake and other food arrived, they hungrily gobbled everything down. They ordered some wine and tea, and then washed that down their tummies too. When the door was closed, nobody saw the two tailors make the king-sized bed that was in the room, kick off their shoes, and lie down for a nap. And they napped, and napped, and napped, until six o'clock that evening. That was when the two tailors heard a knock on the door and sat up out of bed. They rubbed their eyes, stretched a little, and then sat on two stools by the two looms, pretending to be working. Come in, come in, they called to whoever was behind the door. It was the emperor, of course, who had come to check on his new clothes. He looked at the two looms, the two stalls, and the two men sitting on them. He looked once, he looked twice, and he was about to look a third time when he stopped himself. Ah, he said to the tailors, I see you are busy at your work, and how wonderful the cloth looks already. The two men smiled back. Only the best for you, dear Emperor, they said together. As the Emperor left the room, he was embarrassed to think that he could not actually see anything. What would happen if the whole kingdom found out he was not fit for his job as Emperor? Then he got an idea. He would send his most trusted minister to check on the tailors to test the cloth's peculiar power. But when the minister peered into the tailor's working room and saw only two empty looms, he himself was astonished. What would the emperor think of me if I admit to not seeing anything? Surely he will say I am not fit for my job. 
the two swindler tailors asked the minister to examine the cloth more closely. Tell us what you think of the intricate colours. Do you like our work? Heaven help me, the minister thought, or are my old eyes deceiving me? I can't see anything at all. Yet, fearing he would lose his job, he decided to instead pretend he could see the cloth. Yes, yes, quite beautiful, he said, pretending to examine fine silk threads and a fancy woven pattern. We will need more silver to purchase new cloth and complete the work, the two men told him. I shall ask the emperor, and you will have your wages, said the old minister. And so, the minister told the emperor that he had indeed seen that the clothes which the two tailors were working on were coming along nicely. The colours of the combined cloths are brilliant, O Emperor, he answered, when the Emperor quizzed him about it later. They are more brilliant than a rainbow sweet hue. You will be delighted when the clothes are finally completed. The Emperor was amazed at the intelligence of his minister. Now he knew before that this man could be trusted, but now he was sure of it. The emperor decreed that he would go to the carnival wearing the new clothes, and this way he would see which of the people in all his kingdom were not intelligent. The men require more silver to finish it in time for the carnival, said the old minister. The emperor ordered him to pay the tailors as much as they asked for, and so he did. The carnival had been the talk of the town for days. Everyone would come out in costume and eat, drink, and dance the entire day. All children would be dressed beautifully. All the adults prepared their own costumes and masks and fancy clothes. But the emperor, now he would be the finest of them all, for this beautiful cloth would outshine all the rest. The emperor went to the tailors to collect his new outfit. He was very excited. He would be beautiful, handsome, stunning. But when the emperor entered the room, still he could not see a thing. Do you like it, dear emperor? The two tailors quizzed him, holding up absolutely nothing. The emperor paused for a bit and wondered what to say. It's beautiful, came a voice behind him. Oh, gorgeous, gasped another. They were members of his court who had curiously followed the emperor down the hall to see what this amazing cloth was that everyone had been talking about. One by one, Everyone in the court agreed that the cloth was the most amazing cloth they had ever seen. And while the emperor was delighted to have such intelligent people in his service, he couldn't help feeling a little, well, stupid, for still he could not see a single thread. Yet he exclaimed, Wonderful! Fantastic! Superb! 
the most beautiful clothes I have ever laid my eyes on. Eagerly, he asked the tailors to help him dress for the carnival. Of course, they said, after we receive the last bag of gold for our services. Immediately, the emperor ordered his minister to bring the gold. The minister paid the two men, one sack of gold each. Then they held out their arms again. Here is the undercoat, and here are the trousers, said the shorter tailor. Next you have the lovely tunic, and over that you wear this cape. It will be perfect for the festival. You see, said the taller tailor, the threads are so fine and light as feathers, it feels as if you are wearing nothing at all. When they had put the invisible clothes on him, they hugged each other in approval and smiled their wide grins again. Oh, it is simply perfect on you, just as we had hoped, they said. The emperor looked at himself in the mirror. His face grew bright red, but he did not say a thing. No one must know that he could not see the clothes at all. And so the carnival began, and people started to fill the streets. The parade was to be led by the emperor himself, and everybody had heard that he was going to be wearing those special clothes. So, of course, they all called their friends and families, and gathered to get a close look at the emperor, and see the fine clothes with their own eyes. And, as you guessed, each person was also curious to find out whether or not they were intelligent. Oh, it is a marvel. How handsome the emperor looks. What beautiful clothes. I wish mine were as lovely. They are as thin as the air and fine as silk. The emperor has chosen this fashion splendidly. These are the things people said as they saw him strut by. Magnificent, incredible, wonderful. And as the emperor heard them saying so, his confidence grew. He held his head higher, walked a little more happily, and continued to lead the parade. Not a single person in town would confess that they could not see anything. Not one, that is, until a little boy came running forward, laughing and pointing at the emperor. The emperor is naked. The emperor is naked. He isn't wearing any clothes. The little boy laughed and laughed and laughed, until the silence that covered the crowd was broken. People started to whisper, the child said, The emperor isn't wearing any clothes. He isn't wearing any clothes. Well, how about that? He really isn't wearing any clothes. One by one, they started to echo the boy's words, until soon the entire town was saying the same thing. The emperor has no clothes on. The emperor has no clothes on. It is true, the emperor 
has no clothes on. Their whispers turned to laughter until everyone in town was laughing and couldn't stop laughing. Poor Emperor. He was cold, and indeed everyone said he was naked. But the procession must go on, he thought to himself. And so he held his head higher and walked even more proudly, and his servants continued giggling as they held up his long, flowing cape, which, as you know, really wasn't long, or flowing, or a cape, or there at all. As for the two tailors, well, they had taken all that gold and silver they had been paid, and were long gone. The emperor, because of his vanity and pride, showed himself to be the biggest fool of all. And after that day, he tried to place more importance on other things and greater matters in his kingdom, not just fancy new clothes. I hope you liked that story. Remember, it's more important to believe in what you know is true than to follow something just because everyone else is saying it or doing it. It's time to sleep now. But I hope you come back for more stories tomorrow. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>